Moodles are magnetic mix and make plushies that are designed by former artists and designers from Apple, Disney, and Pixar. They look like regular plush, but they are composed of six body parts that contain hidden magnets inside of them. That's Marissa Louie explaining her product, Anna Moodles. The mix and make nature of Animoodles as plushies that can be reassembled in hundreds of combinations makes it a toy that is safe for younger children before they might begin playing with hard-edged building blocks. Different from the average teddy bear, an Animoodle naturally introduces the ideas of free exploratory play and imaginative play at an early age. Animoodles also come with these stories about who the different characters are, and that encourages children to engage in storytelling. At its core, the idea of diversity leading to strength is built into the product itself. Because all of the animoodles are compatible with each other, and they lend each other their unique abilities. For example, a Brady-Lion-Miguel-Frog combination could both hop and run. Marissa launched Animoodles on Kickstarter on October 17, 2017. And the project met its target goal within the first day. She used to be an art director at Apple and a principal designer at Yahoo. She also co-started Designers Guild, which now has over 15,000 members. It's a network of online communities for both professional designers and design students to support one another. While she liked her job, in 2015, Marissa realized that she still wasn't really doing what she loved. Her childhood dream was to sell stuffed animals that kids would really want. She decided to pursue this possibility of waking up every day, making her dream a reality. And so she's been spending the last two years building a team and bringing animoodles into the world. I'm Sharice Poon, and I spoke with Marissa over the phone about what drives her and the success of her company. I was familiar with Marissa through the Designers Guild, but Anna Moodles captured my attention because of how well organized and fun the launching campaign have been. Making a new product usually involves a lot of moving parts, and it's kind of rare to see a new product come out so well thought out. On top of that, the kids' toys market is fully saturated. And yet, Animoodles is not like anything I've seen before. Your Kickstarter met its goal within the first 11 hours, which is totally wild. And it is currently, as of this interview, over 350% funded. What do you attribute that success to? Thank you. It's a lot of hard work and preparation that went into the Animoodles and also just time. I spent over two years with our team on preparing the Animoodles uh, product and doing all the thinking behind it, laying the brand foundation, figuring out what do we want the brand to be, 
doing playtesting around the U.S. We tested our prototypes with over 50 children and their parents in five cities, five major cities across the U.S. And so it was a combination of time, bringing on team members that have experience in all the areas that matter to us. So we have several team members who used to be artists um, or directors at companies like Apple and Disney and Pixar. And so getting to work with people of that caliber really helped us create a great product and also help build out the team to have other team members of that caliber. And so our CFO was the former CFO of LeapFrog. We have a manufacturing team that also comes from LeapFrog as well as um, having a combined total of over 50 years of experience manufacturing toys. And we have great people on products, on marketing, yeah from uh, all the right places. So, you know, a range of experience from Apple, Disney, Pixar, Fisher-Price, Mattel, Leapfrog, Clorox, Procter & Gamble, Google, all under one I roof. I wonder, like, I have full confidence in your product and your team, but I feel like sometimes with Kickstarter, it's the product can be great, but it still does not meet the goal or smash the goal the way you guys did? And was there something you had specifically in plan when it came to Kickstarter that allowed you guys to just like knock it out of the park? Well, we thought about what our strengths are and our team and our company and our product is design driven. You also have these incredible creatives who are uh, responsible for creating the characters, the artwork. And so what we led with before we launched the campaign is we talked about our design process, what it took to even create the product and all of the rigorous thinking and learning that we had to do in order to even get to the start line. And so it was a combination of leveraging the team's strengths and also just being smart about getting the word out there. So we spent a lot of time figuring out what our launch strategy was in addition to actually just creating the product. What we found is a lot of our customers to start with are actually fellow designers. And that was really incredible because I feel like designers can be sometimes the most critical uh, people when it comes to looking at new products because they know what they're doing and they, they know what is a good product, perhaps more than any kind of other person in terms of aesthetics and quality. And so it was just so incredible to see that we had such a warm reception from designers launching with the designer community, telling the designer community what we used as a creative process to even produce the product that really all came together. And I think that's why um, our Kickstarter was able to meet our base funding goal on the first day. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful to the creative community for helping us do that. As you've said, you've assembled this great team and you guys had this 
entire pre-launch and then launch strategy. So I know that you have a plan for like what happens next. So what happens after the Kickstarter ends, you're fulfilling orders. And I'm kind of wondering if you can give me a look into the future of Animoodles. Yeah, of course. And uh, I haven't really talked about this, so you'll be the first to hear it. Our plan is, of course, to fulfill our orders for our Kickstarter backers before anyone else. And after that, you know, then other customers will get their Animoodles. And so right after our Kickstarter campaign ends, we're going to convert our website, theanimoodles.com, into full-fledged e-commerce where you can select your items, add it to the cart and check out. So there's that, and then we'll also be on Amazon. We're going to be online only, uh, at least to start. What we're hoping for is to continue to be online only, uh, and that way we can control quality and also pass the savings along to our customers. So after the Kickstarter finishes and the online store opens, I'm kind of wondering if your marketing strategy changes at that point, going from your true fan base, like this designer fan base, to kind of casting a wider net. Yeah, I think that our marketing does change because Kickstarter is comprised of a lot of early adopters. When you go to full-fledged e-commerce, it's a different ballgame altogether. And I think it's also nice in a way because then we can get the product in the hands of parents, of kids, and they can actually feel the quality. They can see the strength of the magnets. They can share the product with other people. There's something really nice about just having that physical product in your hands and being able to show other people, share the joy of Animoodles with other people. And so I think we will spend a lot more time doing unboxing videos on YouTube. We will start to run more contests on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media, where people will have the chance to win special Animoodles. And also going full-fledged off of Kickstarter, we are planning our future collections. We launched with the Wild Jungle collection on Kickstarter and the Animoodles in that collection are Randy Orangutan, Hazel Sloth, Brady Lion, Miguel Frog, and Iris Unicorn. And just today we announced Sophie Elephant. And after that, the Animoodles, in order to get Iris Unicorn back to her home of the Isle of Mythos, um, the Animoodles, the Wild Jungle Animoodles, have to go on an adventure with Iris to go and make their way through the world, through the land in which the Animoodles live. So what is out there, they don't know. What will happen next is they will find another land. So you'll really be able to follow the story, collect all the Animoodles, and have a reason to collect all the Animoodles because the more Animoodles you have, the more fun it is. <laughs> I love that in your creation of this toy is not just one object, but it's part of an entire world. So it's like when I was a kid, I used to play with T.Y. Beanie Babies, um, but they didn't come with, like they only had a little bit of a story, you know? And then you had to make up their connections with each other and where they lived and things like that. But you're, you've kind of set up this platform for kids to imagine within. Thank you. It's really a design system. It's really a design yeah. system of compatible parts. And 
that means that, you know, the, the stuffed animal looks like a normal stuffed animal when it's sitting there, when it's assembled just out of the box. But kids discover, oh wow, the head comes off, the arms come yeah. off, the legs come off, the body can come off. Oh wow, what more can I do with it? Oh, I can mix it with other animoodles and make a five-headed creation. I can make um, an animal that has six different types of body parts on it from six different animals. And so it's really fun in that Animoodles are designed to be more fun the more you have. And that was always one of my frustrations with a lot of stuffed animals is there was no reason, really, there was not a compelling reason to collect more. Uh, so, so we combined the idea of stuffed animals with building blocks and that you can build all these really cool creations and you can, even with just the launch collection, of Animoodles, uh, the first five even, not even including Sophie Elephant, there's already hundreds of combinations. The most important thing is kids love it the first time that they discover that the leg can come off or the arm can come off. It's just a squeal of joy and delight and shock all at the same time. And what we saw with a lot of kids that we tested with is they just didn't want to go home at the end of the playtesting oh, session. <laughs> Some little kids actually brought their own personal stuffed animals to our playtesting session. And then at the end, they would try to trade their used stuffed animals for our prototypes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real sign of, of how much kids like them, I think. Yeah. Okay, so my next couple of questions are about you specifically. As a designer and someone who used to work at big companies, how does Anna Moodle satisfy you as a creative person in a way that your previous jobs did not? in so many ways. So I think as a designer, I am constantly seeking new ways to apply design thinking. And with Animoodles, I had to learn so many other skills, not just within design, but outside of design. So the skills that I learned while making Animoodles include industrial design, uh, mechanical mm. engineering, packaging design, character design, storytelling, manufacturing, <laughs> and uh, and 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 sales, online sales. Through years of studying and practicing these things, and also being able to work with veterans in each of those fields, I feel. Like I've been able to not just learn these things, but also practice them and provide better feedback to my team of experts in each of those fields. And so I think that I'm always finding new things that I didn't know before that I can learn. And so that keeps me going, that keeps that creative fire burning. There's just a never ending list of challenges and new ways to learn. What I've also found is because of learning all these different types of disciplines, I can solve problems in a unique way now because of being able to pull all these different tools from my toolbox and saying, okay, 
well, I'm looking at this problem from an industrial design perspective, but what about from a character design perspective? What about from an experience design perspective? That question was kind of about what have you been learning and able to develop after leaving um, some more corporate jobs. But are there also any unexpected ways in which your experience at Yahoo, Apple, those companies served you as a startup founder? Definitely. So my background as an experienced designer, designing websites and mobile apps gave me a foundation with which to evaluate design decisions, product decisions, marketing decisions. The, the things that I worked on, for example, I was responsible for the design of a large chunk of yahoo.com, uh, the Yahoo homepage, um, in addition to Yahoo search. And to be able to design for the scale of hundreds of millions of users, you have to factor in all these different constraints and factor in readability, factor in user experience. And so I think from that corporate design background, I learned a lot of the basic guardrails of what matters for a large scale of people. In the last two years, while you were building Animoodles, did you ever have this moment where you thought this isn't gonna work, this isn't gonna happen? And how do you combat that negativity? It crosses my mind a lot, you know, and even though we've surpassed our Kickstarter goal by 350%, I'm constantly <laughs> thinking about, okay, what's next? What is our revenue margin? What is the next game plan for us? What do our customers want? So I'm constantly reassessing based on customer feedback, based on market reception, based on also just what makes my team happy and what makes them fulfilled. And so it's a matter of combining all those things. And that's not always easy. My job as both the CEO as well as the chief designer means that I'm overseeing not just the team at large, but also on a, a, a more micro scale working with the art and design team to execute things. So I'm still pushing pixels. I'm still editing photos. I'm still writing copy. I'm still coming up with branding and naming products and uh, also just zooming out and guiding the company in terms of strategy and what's our one-year plan, what's our e-commerce plan, when, when are we going to fulfill our orders, how do we get orders to our customers more quickly, uh, answering questions like that. Uh, so it's really challenging to, to balance all those things. I think that my curiosity that stems from being a designer who comes from a position of trying to connect with customers and developing that empathy for other people really helps me connect the dots between all the different problems that I have to solve on a daily basis. Uh, in terms of negativity, you know, I think it's, I think our resolution for combating negativity is to work with people who, first of all, who just love the product and want to work on the team. And second of all, who realize, hey, this is a team effort. 
it's not about who's right or wrong, it's about what we're doing that is the best for the customers. And I think as long as those two things are kept in mind when it comes to building out the team and working with each other, that, hey, like this is a team effort, we're all in it together, and everyone has sometimes different opinions, is, is, is to be able to work together and also trust that each person in their role knows what they're doing. And that's why they're there in the first place. So I think combating negativity is something that I take very personally in terms of something that I want to control, minimize. Although there will always be challenges with any business, I think it's the way that we address them that is the key. Do you personally, as a designer and founder, wrestle with self-doubt? Are there times where, even though it seems like everything is going smoothly, you feel like you're not in the right place? This is my fourth startup that I've had, so it's not my first go around. Um, it is the most public launch and product that I've done. I feel that I don't have as much self-doubt as more of a constant burning desire to do what is best for both the team and the customers. I think any uh, doubt I have in my mind is, am I doing the best job I can? Am I serving my team? And uh, am I enabling them to make great decisions and to make a great product? Am I enabling our customers to voice what they want, are we factoring in what customers really want into how we build the product and how we build the team and how we build the company. I think that is more of what I constantly think about is how can I do better at my job as, uh, as the CEO and as the chief designer. So I've read your own writing on your process about um, why you decided to leave your job, how you got the idea for Anna Moodles. And something that I really admire is that you really looked at the discontent you were feeling and examined it more deeply. And I think a lot of people could push past that discontent, you know, like think this is just a phase. I'm just passing through a moment where I'm not happy at my current company, but you didn't. And I, I kind of want to wonder like, why choose to investigate? Yeah, so I have come from a very entrepreneurial family. Both On both sides of my family, my grandmothers were entrepreneurs, business owners. And so I've always had that passion for entrepreneurship, which I learned from them and which I grew up around because of them. I think before I even became a designer, I was thinking about how can I build a business? And it turned out that I had an appreciation for the little details and for aesthetics and for user experience. And I chose to go in the design direction of learning and practicing design because I loved design but I always intended to bring it back to the business side of saying, okay, now that I've developed my skills as a designer, how can I bring in those design skills and have it enrich my perspective as an entrepreneur? Okay, so this is actually my last question. 
What would you tell a younger Marissa? Or what would you, like, what is your best advice to set someone out at the beginning of their career? I would recommend that designers who are earlier in their careers never lose the passion for learning. Even for me, after now being on my fourth company and after having been an art director at Apple and having worked at all these places, is that I continue to learn by reading books, by listening to podcasts, by taking online courses. I'm 34 now and I will sometimes take as many courses as a university student will um, in the course of a quarter. I'm constantly learning and I think that without my burning desire to learn and to grow as a designer, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. I just, I wouldn't be able to have had built up an understanding uh, of all the different things that it took to produce Animoodles. I think that learning even outside of your core discipline, let's say that you start out in animation or UX design or fashion design, is to learn something else outside of that because most people that you'll work with primarily focus on that one discipline or only know that one discipline. And what makes people different as designers is adding flavor to the mix and saying, what are the other things that you know? So whether it's cooking or whether it's dance or playing an instrument or learning packaging design or learning about fabrics or learning about business, you know, keep on learning. Uh, the learning should never stop at the university level. I think that it'll make you unique in the way that you solve problems. Marissa, throughout our conversation, was deliberate in her word choice and seemed happy to give full consideration to my questions. What excites me when I think about Animoodles is the application of a design system to a toy. And that could apply to any product or situation that might come to mind. As Marissa said, of course, Animoodles could not have their appeal without the rockstar team of artists and designers that created it. But I also chalk its success to values Marissa holds personally in high regard. A happy team, meeting customer needs, and the desire to never stop learning. The Animoodles campaign is currently live on Kickstarter through November 29th, 2017. After that, they can be found at theanimoodles.com.